Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond binary, it's time for the podcaster who was trying to think of something with like pattering of rain, uh, like raindrops that don't fall on your head or in your bed, patrons, uh, I think that's probably enough said because it's not making any sense, uh, but you know, you enabled that, uh. By supporting the show. Thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do, or all you could do, is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do is to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake so whether that's uh, thoughts you know things you're thinking about uh feelings that are coming up uh, related you know maybe related to those thoughts maybe just those ones that are there and uh, you say oh boy I mean, or you say, oh boy, this can be trouble, you know, could be good, you know, whatever, let's not label, let's, uh, let's, let's, let me, let me just, uh, yeah, feelings that are coming up, or feelings in the case of a recording a podcast intro about that improperly described feelings, uh, that happens too. So feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, it changes in time, temperature, schedule. You know, if you're sleeping during, you got to sleep at your second or third shift, you're on the road, uh, you're away from your partner, uh, like, like a recent live show, we talked about that. Uh, whatever it is uh, that's keeping you awake, I'd like to help with that. And what I'm going to do is I do have this safe place and... As I say a lot, I do try to smooth it, I try to pat it, I try to rub it down, I try to say safe place, and do, like I also try to make it a, 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 optional and invitation. This is the safe, the safe place invitational, uh, where you're invited to just watch it. You say, okay, you're invited in the safe place, but you could also watch it like a safe place invitation. You say, uh, that would be a good name for a golf tournament. I don't have the funds to sponsor it. Uh, but you say, welcome to the safe place invitational. Uh, this is actually a podcast intro, but we're going to be watching uh, Scoot's attempt to craft analogies about his podcast uh, uh, here at the safe place in- invitational at uh, Rolling Sleepy Hills. Uh, the the uh, they could, because they could be any of those sports that have invitational events. And they, okay, so I'm going to try, try to create a safe place that you could say, well, you're invited in, but you could also look in and say, well, I'm not so sure it's safe for me. Let me check it out first. Uh, then what I'm going to do is use this now. The, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, uh, creaky, dulcet, uh, golf commenter tones, pointless meanders. Superfluous tangents. It, believe me, I'm going to go off topic. All to take your mind off of stuff and keep you company as you drift off. Now, if you're new, I'm glad you're here. Let me give you some information for the Safe Place Invitational. One, you're invited. 
Two, you're seen and welcome. Three, if you're skeptical or doubtful, that's invited and um, welcomed too here at the Safe Place Invitational. Uh, because who could be, because who wouldn't be? You say, is this a podcast to put me to sleep? What's uh, this uh, dude talking about? Uh, of, of course it is. Uh, so here's a couple other things to know. Structurally, what to expect uh, is uh, the show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast free for everybody. It's pretty cool. The people that support the show keep it free for everybody and support our sponsors. Then... There's an intro. Now, the intro for the podcast is about 12 to 18 minutes or so. And it's just a chance for you to wind down. Especially new listeners, understandably, can get thrown off by the intro because it's not efficient. It doesn't get to the point. It's full of silliness and reacts over explanations. And so I can understand you might be like, what is this? And why are you still using a golf voice? And I say, well, let's just see how it goes, eh? So the intro, though, is designed as part of a wind-down. Is your bedtime. You get ready for bed. Some people listen in bed and fall asleep. Some people are petting their pets. Some people skip ahead, maybe a few percentage of people to 20, 20 minutes or so. Some people listen during the day to unwind, so it's kind of optional. But the main idea of the intro is to give you some time to ease you into bedtime. Something familiar, but also it's different every time. And then you say, what is, I don't understand, uh, what is he talking about? Uh, So that's uh, the intro. Then there'll be some business uh, between the intro and the story, kind of just how podcasting structure sponsorship works. Uh, then there'll be a bedtime story tonight. I'm not sure what the bedtime story after this will be. I know it'll be sleepy. I know that much. Uh, maybe it'll be the sleepy invitation. Maybe it will be the safe place invitational. I think that probably is a good idea for tonight's episode. So that's the structure of the show. Then there's some thank yous at the end. Also, if you're new, uh, a couple things to know. Uh, no pressure to pay attention or to follow along, or to make sense of the show, kind of consuming it with a like a loose focus, almost like a soft focus where you say, okay, wow, that looks a little bit dreamy, and I'm not sure, like, take, take, the, take the edges off. That's kind of my job uh, uh, to do. So that's the struggle. Oh, no, that's the, so you don't need to listen to me, clearly. Uh, also, no pressure to fall asleep, believe it or not. I'm going to be here for about an hour. And my job is to keep you company, really, as you drift off. And if you can't sleep or you wake up, uh, I'll be here till the very end. I put put as much work into the end of the show as the beginning. Uh, because I know those of those of you that are there, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it works in a dual, like it works in two ways. Uh, uh, at the Sleepy Invitational, there's some people that... Uh, listen uh, for comfort and companionship in the deep dark night and there's some people that are asleep but the completeless completeless completely senseless nature but yet complete nature of the episodes i think uh somehow aids in that uh so that's uh so yeah no pressure to listen no pressure to fall asleep uh uh, but I'll be here for about an hour. I make the show because I know how it feels. I've been there in the deep dark night tossing and turning. 
uh, unable to fall asleep. So uh, I really want to help because I know how it feels. And I I also truly believe you do deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, You deserve a place where you can feel rested and refreshed and ready for the next day. Uh, so that's about it as far as the structure show goes. That's it. Uh, and yeah, I guess like I'm trying to think of, uh, I don't know. They've never, I don't know if I've ever used a golf commentator, you know, but always it seems like, uh, they say, okay, now, uh, Scooch is going to try to make one for that final analogy about the podcast. Uh, he, uh. He, he's in bay. Now he's the first person here at the, now this was unexpected. He was barefoot, uh, recording the podcast. I mean, he is in his own home, uh, in a closet, which has become a climbing closet since he made some changes, uh, to kind of, because it, the closet doesn't have a door. He, he put some stuff in front of it. Uh, so now he has to climb around that stuff. Uh, but what we were saying was he was barefoot, and that uh, we wonder if he, if we were actually out at the ro- rolling Sleepy Hills course, we'd say there's never been a has there been a barefoot golfer? Uh, we could say we could we would call we would say he's not the barefoot contessa. Uh, but if if uh, the, the Safe Place Invitational was competitive, we'd say he's a barefoot conte- contestant. Uh, but we can't say that because uh, that uh, wouldn't apply. We'd just say, huh, he just showed up with this. And Scoots is also wondering if that's a rule. Like at golf tournaments, do you have to have shoes? Uh, not as a guest, but as a player. Uh, because they're uh, just curious. Uh, I know there's probably golfers listening and golf fans. And I just wonder, one, is a rule? Two, would anybody try it? Uh, because you say, well, those uh, those things give me. Uh, I'd say, well, let's compare bare feet to those things, the cleaty things or whatever they're called. I know you give them traction. Now you wouldn't be able to just do it immediately because uh, you'd want to. You, you couldn't just walk eighteen holes or whatever. Also, yeah, you'd probably in, during the walking you might want to wear shoes uh, or some sort of slip on. But that, yeah, maybe it's like a flip flop or some, you know, maybe a sandal, maybe something nice. You say, okay, this is, I'm fashionable, but I'm also barefoot when I'm uh, uh, hitting the golf ball. You also might be wondering, Scoots, do you play golf? Uh, and I'd say, no. I think I played once in the last 10 years uh, and uh, only for a few holes, and then I left. And that was at least, no, that wasn't even 10. That was like in the last 20 years. Uh, and it feels like 100 years ago and five minutes ago. I did it because someone I, one of my siblings was visiting who I knew liked golf. Uh, and they said, oh, we'll play a round of golf uh, f- so that uh, you have something to look forward to. And I hadn't played in like 20 years before that, or maybe, well, not 20 years, that's too much, but like many, 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 many years. Uh, other than this, uh, there is a, a course, a par three course in the city of Syracuse as part of the Parks and Recs Department. And I will play that. That's actually a small par three golf course in the city at Burnett Park. And I will play that one. 
but that's because I could score like not, you know, I could play that like a 18 hole golf course. You say, oh yeah, what'd you get on that? 10. Okay. What about that next hole? You got a 10 on that. Uh, that way, yeah, you get like about four strokes to get to the green and then four strokes to get into the hole. If I get an eight, I'm like uh, doing great. Uh, it takes the pressure off. Uh, the game of golf. Uh, what do they call that? The great, like, uh, so anyway, that's about the limits of my golf. Uh, but just like that, just like that, uh, I, you know, I'm here to keep you company, invite you into the safe place invitational or invite you to view it and see how it goes. Uh, but really I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff as you drift off. Uh, so yeah, just if you're new, give this show a few tries. That's what like I don't know how many thousands of reviews we have, but almost all the reviews say, "Hey, give it, give it, give it a few tries," and then it start. I really started. I mean, some people say it works right away, and then there's also people that you don't hear from in the reviews that I hear from privately that say, "Oh, it doesn't work right away." Uh, I mean, some of those people post public reviews, but a lot of them send me wonderful private messages. Uh, just like that, I say, okay, well, uh, your you podcast definitely didn't work for me in stronger words. Uh, so give it a few tries. So, I mean, if it doesn't work for you and you're listening and you're open-minded about it, go to sleepingmepodcast.com slash no thank you because there's some other sleep podcasts and sleepy stuff on there. Uh, but mostly I am here because I want help. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive. I really appreciate you coming by because I want to help you fall asleep. Uh, so thanks again, and here's a couple of ways we keep this podcast uh, free for everybody. All right, everybody, we're here at the first ever Sleep With Me podcast mini golf review show, and we're using our uh, trying to create a, a golfing announcer-type voice. I'm here live with myself with Scooter here. Hi, everybody, it's Scooter. Thanks, Scooter. We'll try not to say that too many times. So, yeah, we're here with our first mini golf review show. Maybe our last, because I don't play a lot of mini golf. Uh, but maybe I'll start because, uh, if this, but the, yeah, so we're not reviewing shows. We're reviewing mini or mini golf courses in review more than a review of the quality of the course. Yeah, more of reviewing Scooter's mind and then, of course, going to the Internet to get pictures and stuff of uh, review, review. Have you been to that mini golf course? What do you remember, Scooter? And all those things. And so um, uh, let's start off with uh, Scooter. When I say mini golf, what do you recall about mini golf? And uh, tell us a little bit about your background with mini golf. Uh, thanks, sir. Thanks for having. It's really exciting. We're here with Scooter, and we're on the first hole where he'll be explaining what a mini golf means to him. Which some people, you know, have a different life story with mini golf. Maybe not that mine is. Uh, I guess I was late to you know. Oh, how I was late to mini golf. The chapter began. I don't. I remember seeing the commercials on TV. When I was a lad, uh, there was a competing things, mini golf, and then a corporate uh, version of it called putt-putt. 
And I do remember Putt-Putt had TV commercials that said Putt-Putt for the fun of it, Putt-Putt for the fun of it. And so for a time, that was my knowledge of mini golf was that uh, there was a thing, Putt-Putt, it was on the other side of the town, pretty far away. We never went to it. There was also a mini golf course that we would drive by. When we like uh, were somewhat near our house uh, now, as an adult, I think uh, it may be four or five miles away. Oh yeah, I forgot this. We may, we may never get to talking about mini golf. So, one thing you should know about me, if you're not, if you didn't know it already, is that I'm oldest of six kids in a family of six. Uh, Mini golf would be chaos and cost prohibitive uh, for a family of six, particularly when I'm the oldest and supposed to be the most functional uh, to go mini golfing. It just really wouldn't work. Um, uh, that would be eight people, and everyone would want to have to do. You, you know, it's just a, just asking a lot. Uh, and again, I think when you look at the even in uh, when I was a lad. I would say that it, like because there are add-on costs because you're going to want to hit the snack bar. So uh, when I was a lad, mini golf was just not an option. Uh, and wh- why would it be? It wouldn't have been the whole idea. Is, uh, oh, I think they would also say putt-putt for everyone. And when you have a span of that age, it just wouldn't be putt-putting for everyone. Also, we do not have any golfers in our family. My father... May have played golf, and my mother may have played golf before in their life before we were born, and tired them out so greatly. But uh, once we were uh, the shining apples of their eye, the cra- shining crab apples of their eye, even with just one me or with uh, just a few, their pastimes did narrow down. And I think uh, that, you know, maybe before we were there, they golfed, they downhill skied and, and all those things. Uh, but instead, you know, they brought me here today to bring you uh, this uh, quiet review of whole one. Scooter can Scooter remember the first time he went mini golfing. Not really. I cannot uh, totally remember. I can tell you, though, that other than those putt-putt commercials, which some of my friends did go to the putt-putt, there was a place near my home. It was called Fairmount Glen Mini Golf, and it was in the city of Fairmount, New York. I was just talking to someone, I think in the podcasting business, who knew someone from Camillus, New York. Uh, so those, those are two pieces of information. But the thing you need to know about Fairmount, New York is... That when I was a child, again to go back to the eight kids, the six kids, the two adults, uh, when we would go out to eat, which wasn't very often, again, but if it was a celebratory birthday dinner, or a special treat, or just an occasion where my parents had a little bit extra skrill to spread around. Uh, there was two places we would normally go, Burger King and Western Lights, uh, which was very close to my house, which my parents seemed to prefer Burger King. I think Burger King at that time, they didn't have a playland there, so it was less chaos, more likely to get something to eat. Occasionally we would go to McDonald's, but most of the time we went to Burger King. 
Uh, but what we wanted a real sit-down family meal, really fancy eating. We would go to Pizza Hut, and this was different than the, like this was pre the pre-delivery thing when Pizza Hut changed their formula and lost their way. I mean, my, not just my opinion. I think uh, pizza history will stand uh, uh, to back me up on this. Uh, that the pizzas they cooked within the restaurant and the ones they delivered, it when delivery became an en masse thing, were different. Now, I could be wrong about that, and I'm willing to admit that. But So we would go out to Pizza Hut. Now, there was two Pizza Huts uh, that we would go to. One was in Nedro, New York, uh, and the other one was in Fairmount, New York. And for my family going to this was a very big deal. One, because it was delicious, uh, Two, normally we would get between the kids to split a picture of SODA, which kids today, don't worry, you know, don't think about it. Uh, and one one of my parents would usually get a salad bar, so we would try to eat the sesame seeds. Also, they would usually have one or two arcade games that we would go and look longingly at. Uh, maybe one of the older ones, you know, if we had a, couple of quarters in our pockets would play the game but you you know you'd only be able to play it for about 30 seconds because uh arcade games were tough especially the ones in burger i mean uh pizza hut uh, pizza hut would have large plastic uh, textured soda cups i think a red color the pizzas came they were pan pizzas they came in the pan they were cooked in the pan and delivered to your table and it really is, for Scooter, a real treasured memory. Really, truly. Uh, if I had a time machine, that would be one of the memories I would savor and visit. Uh, is that sweet, sweet uh, pizza in, in restaurant pizza. Now, uh, you, the thing was, when you went to that pizza, you would pass this mini golf place, Fairmount Glen, it was called. And for a while, it always remained a mystery. Even when I started to be able to read, I think I wondered what it was. Uh, because I didn't really, like, I didn't have an older sibling. And uh, so it said Fairmount Glen Mini Golf. But it was in an actual Glen. It wasn't a saying. It was in a Glen or a gully or a, a ravine, uh, whatever the other fancy words are. But Glen's a pretty fancy word for it. So it was down, so you couldn't see anything but the sign from the road and the parking area. And so for a long time it remained a mystery to me. And maybe I went to a birthday party there, but I don't remember going to any birthday parties there. So I have no memories of going to Fairmount Glen as a, as a, as a true child. Uh, but then in your tween years, before you... Uh, uh, in, even in my teen years, I believe for me, uh, when before you actually go on dates, uh, when you go out as groups, uh, but you're not going out to do rowdy stuff yet, you're still kind of kids or kids at heart. You, mini golf was one of the few things you could do. Uh, bowling, mini golf, movies, uh, walking around. Uh, those so we would uh, get you know when you had the money, we would go to Fairmount Glen. Now, what age was I? I believe the first time I can remember going there was eighth grade, though it may have been seventh or, or 
I don't think I would have gone there before then. And to me, it, it was, and I had friends that had now entering into my middle school friends that were regulars at this mini golf place. So maybe even the first time I went was with a friend, a middle school friend, like uh, uh, Mangoes, or maybe my friend Pat and I went, um, who were the other people I would have gone with, Kyle or Jeremy or uh, some of the other people. I so, so at some point, and I'm guessing eighth grade, we went to this Fairmount Glen, and then we would be go there on a repeated basis in the spring, in the fall. Maybe I don't know about the summer. I don't know if any. Probably it was someone I knew worked there, but and so that is a scooter. Does that cover my memory for hole one of a uh, uh, Fairmount Glen mini golf? Yes, scooter. But tell me about now, especially looking at the pictures. You, there's a first striking image uh, when you get there. Uh, thanks, Scooter. I'm going to try to find it here on all these various websites. You'd be surprised at how hard it is, uh, you know, even with the ubiquitousness of photos and tagging, to find that I could not discover a hole-by-hole -hole picture collage from anyone. Uh, but the first thing you kind of remember about it is the long stairway and pathway down from the parking lot into the glen, and, and, and now maybe you went at night or maybe you went during the day. But I think if you were in middle school, you were probably, like, it was after fall back, but you'd probably be playing at night, though not late at night. Maybe a Friday, maybe a Saturday night. Uh, and so you'd go down this uh, path between this in these grassy hills, uh, and as I was reading about Fairmount Glen, I learned that it was a very well upkept. And I started to see these photos. Uh, the grass was always cut. The paths were clean. It has, a, I believe it's a Geddes Creek running through it. So it actually has a running river. But the first thing you do is you go down this path and then you see the A-frame uh, mini golf check-in and check-out building where you get your uh, your clubs and you get your uh, you get your ball. You look at the pricing. At least at the time of this photo I'm seeing now is taken. It was open till midnight, uh, Saturday to Sunday to Saturday. Opens at 10 a.m. Uh, so there you would get your putter. And you would get your ball, and, you know, you'd decide with the people you were with uh, what ball you would play with. Uh, and, yeah, it's, there's, like, a lot of stonework there running through uh, Fairmount Glen and uh, the river, which uh, looks almost like, at least in the creek, I guess we could probably, because they did do a lot of work putting up walls and stuff, uh, it does have a positive manufactured feel. Uh, which is really cool. So, uh, yes, so those are a few things that I remember. And I don't know if people call it the Glen, uh, so I won't uh, call I, I I will hesitate to call it the Glen, even though I'm uh, tempted to, uh, and I'd like to. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Scooter. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the sign here now, and that was the thing. There's stairs down 
and then a path. Uh, and I guess if your parents dropped you off, or usually you'd carpool, so one parent would drop you off, and someone else's parent might pick you up. Um, you'd see that sign. And here's the thing in the heyday of uh, uh, Fairmont Glen. You know, we'll do the 19th hole first, uh, or the 18th hole, whatever it was, uh, uh, first, which was, uh, and this is a popular uh, uh, thing uh, with with a lot of these uh, uh, mini golf. This is like the last hole is a challenge hole. And in this one, you know, so it's a long running green then there's a swoop up, and then like in ski ball, there's like a drop off. Uh, so you have to jump the drop off, and then there's a giant uh, face. Uh, this one is not particularly detailed, C L O W N face, uh, but it still is. So it has two holes for the eye, each eye, and then a nose, and then a pretty big mouth. Uh, and the nose is the smallest hole and the toughest to get it into. And then if you got it got it in the mouth, you would get a minus two on the hole, deduct two. I guess if you didn't get it, uh, if you got it, as long as you got it into the where the ball collection area, BCA, you probably got a one. If you got it in one of the two colonic colon eyes, you got a two. And then if you got it in its mouth, uh, oh, no, no. If you got it in the mouth, you deduct a two. If you got it in the eye, you deduct four. And if you got it in the nose, which I don't, I'm sure it happened, uh, you got uh, a free game and a free personal pan pizza from the Pizza Hut right nearby. So that was exciting for everybody. So that's what I, and, and it had lights, I think, to indicate which hole, which you got it in. Um, and it was also covered with, uh, like, a protective layer so that kids couldn't just drop, you know, so because everybody would try. And I think people would try to reach under and throw the ball, but even that wasn't effective and you could get caught. So that's a little bit about that. Uh, now, I should also mention that I've never been very good at mini-golf. I'm... Uh, you know, people say that I say I'm not, like I'm, I was born left-handed, but I don't know. I think I did one of those tests to see what my dominant eye was. And I am left-footed. I mean, I kick with my left foot. Uh, uh, but, you know, for the most part, I, I think it's like, oh, you're left-handed and left-footed, but your dominant eye is the wrong eye kind of thing. So things like mini golf. Also, I don't have like because you know the same thing that makes this podcast work. Uh, once I get into my own head, it's tough to get back out. So as soon as I get would get frustrated or you know playing with other kids, uh, I would you know then it, my game would just uh, I didn't have the patience to just say hey we're supposed to be having fun. Uh, like I wanted to be competitive, but I was not competitive. Though this mini golf course, I think, did offer a lot of opportunities for luck, like almost like a skill shot, like, uh, but if it, like not based on total skill, it's like, okay, if you just hit it really hard in the right direction and you get it off to the side of something, this one did give out a lot of holes and ones on the skill shots. And that was also like one of those fun things, like, uh, 
I always forget what that term is, but like an infernal machine where you watch the ball roll and then it goes through the stone wall and you hear it inside the tunnel rolling and then it roll plops out and then it rolls right into the hole. That was a very exciting thing. Uh, very satisfying. I mean, in a really, uh, a tangible way. So that's a little bit. So I was never very good at mini golf still to this day. I'm not, I, I tend to now play like a four stroke game uh, like a, I'll, tr- I'll do my best on my first shot, right? Uh, but I won't try to overdo it because if I overdo it, a lot of times I'll just do like a little kid. I'll hit it outside the entire course. Uh, but I try to hit it, whatever the strategic thing is, uh, but like in a conservative way. So I don't try to uh, overdo it where it's going to bounce. Well, sometimes then I'll get frustrated and then I'll overdo it. But uh, so that I have some chance for the skill shot but, like, uh, then I'm not going all out. Uh, so then on my second shot, I can try to get it close to the hole. And then I'm not a very good putter, like, a close-up either. But So then I'll just try to put it really close and then put it in. And then, the, like, if you're going for a four-stroke, then a lot of times you'll get a three-stroke. Sometimes you'll get a two. And that's really when I'm at my best enjoyment. Now, I won't come in first, uh... You know, we all know there's no first in life. For oh, there is. Okay, well, I guess there. You know, that's what I tell myself. Uh, I'm also looking at some of these pictures. There's a lot of planters with flowers. There's a lot of different types of bushes. Uh, there's benches for sitting, and uh, it's a really nice course. Now, one of the holes uh, that you see a lot of, and that you you, you even saw here. And uh, Fairmount Glen was the uh, windmill hole. And these pictures look just like the windmill, I remember it. Uh, now, the, like, uh, a lot of the um, layout for Fairmount Glen was, uh, again, lush. And then it would have sto- uh, brick-type ty- pavers. And then, uh, of course, then, uh, like, a stone or brick-like uh, outline and because they'd been outside and through the winters, you know, it had everything had a nice patina to it. But then they definitely painted everything and took good care of the fake grass, the, the turf. Uh, so this hole was a, a windmill. And it was a white windmill with some yellow and red highlights, uh, like particularly the edges of the windmill. Uh, building were uh, yellow. Then the main part uh, was white. Uh, and then the roof and the tips of the actual fans or whatever were uh, red. And this one was like t- probably seven feet, seven feet tall, like a um, milt wind, wind, whatever those things are called, fan to fan. And it moved at a slow and steady pace. You know, this was the kind of thing that, you know, video games at this time would prepare you for, too. So basically what you want to do is shoot it right through the center of the windmill, and then you would drop down and you'd be headed to the hole. Now, if you hit the thing, like which happened to me a few times, uh, then it could bounce all the way back to you. Also, if you hit the base of the windmill, it could go off to the side. Now, the windmills were moving very slow, so I can remember the times I did hit it. Uh, 
being kind of dismayed that I had even hit the windmill. I said, how did how did I manage to do that? Um, and, you know, every once in a while someone would try to stop the windmill. I think that was when we were even older. So that's, a, a, a you know, a popular style hole here. Uh, but let me move on to another uh, set of pictures here. These are actually pictures right from FairmountGlen.com so that we can figure out the uh, next uh, sign. Uh, yeah, we're looking at the sign. A lot of the different, really a lot of work went into the landscaping, uh, which is very impressive. Um, but unfortunately, not a lot of, uh, hole 13 is a par 3. Now it doesn't... Uh, uh, I don't see any pictures of it. Uh, a lot of people are getting carried away with the, the style of... Okay, so here's a waterfall hole. I do kind of remember this one. And this one was a big uh, piece of stonework, uh, ma manufactured uh, two-tier, three-tier waterfall flowing. So you'd hit it down the main, what is it, fairway, I guess you'd say. And you were heading towards a waterfall. And again, uh, I think there was like a couple drop-offs. It's not in the picture, but I think if you uh, you, you hit it through the waterfall, if you, if you didn't hit it hard enough, you could get caught, and then it dropped down to some like open space uh, on a lower level, a little bit away from the hole. But then I think if you hit it, maybe even on the inside underneath the waterfall, was like one or two holes, and like one of them you would drop down and you could actually get a hole in one. And then the other one, uh, there was, uh, you, you, you were like, uh, you're just, you know, you, you probably got shot out somewhere nearby. I'm also looking at another hole here that's like stonework up a hill. Now, these uphill holes offer, you know, big. Uh, downside that we've all experienced is which which is when you don't get to the top of the hill and your ball rolls all the way back down and then you hit it again and you hit it like out of the feature or whatever off the hole or you just keep repeatedly not hitting it hard enough that's it's all happened to me to normalize it for you but this hole like has like a very small it has a drop-off, but if you hit it right up the center, there's like a hole-in-one hole, which uh, seems cool. Right now I'm looking at the creek, uh, which I ha even though the creek is not part of any hole, I did hit my ball into the creek before. And I think it was an accident, and someone actually asked me if I did it on purpose, like like uh, from my class that I was with. Uh, also, answer another question that's come up. Never, I did ever got a date to go. I don't think I, maybe I did in like college, uh, but I never got a date there. Uh, maybe that's the last time I was there. It was like uh, the summer during college. I got someone to go on a date with me there. And I don't think, it, 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 I, don't, I don't know, like, uh, didn't really. Uh, but, but so, but I, this was not during that date, but it, there was one time I hit it into the river or the creek, uh, and the creek was moving fast enough that you had to move fast to get your ball. And I think someone was like, why'd you do that? And I said, I, I didn't do it. Why, why that, what do you mean? Why? I, it just to happen. I, I, why are you showing a no, no, I really just hit it. Uh, so, but there is a covered bridge over the river, which is beautiful. 
Another hole I'm seeing here was a red barn hole. And holy cow, this red barn is well painted and cared for. I don't know how many versions they had to do this. Now this one, so the red barn is sitting in the middle of a giant piece of greenery. And there's a bridge, like a green bridge leading to it uh, with nothing on the sides, like a, a little bit wider than a two by four. And that goes down the center of the barn. And so you try to hit it down the fairway, then down this two by four covered in turf uh, through the barn. And then I think it led to the hole and you probably get a hole in one. Or maybe there was a hole in the barn floor and then it rolled into the hole. Uh, but if you didn't do that, then you drop off to one of the sides uh, and the hole was on the other side of the barn. So then you'd have to kind of two-putt it just to get it by the hole, which, again, that's my strategy anyway. If I didn't do it, that would be one where I would go for it, you know. Okay, another hole that I do remember, and I'm seeing here, and I think they must have gone through a refurb uh, because and added all this stonework at some point. Uh, just because I can't imagine this stonework. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it probably went through two generations. Or maybe I just got lucky and didn't go when I was young. Uh, but this hole was like a pinball, like a fake pinball machine. And it included beautiful, I mean, again, wood, like really painted with this like uh, like enamely paint. So it had red, like the base of the pinball board is yellow and then there's reds, and then there's the bumpers, which are just wood, like thimbles, but there's like a deep forest green, a yellow, and a bright red. Uh, and then where the pinball display was, there was just uh, lights, uh, but there were at least colored bulbs, red, green, blue, yellow, green, yeah, to give it some other effects, and then at night to just make it look cool. Now this one, I think, again, you tried to shoot it up... Uh, like down, I think you just tried to shoot it up what was um, the same as like a plunger. And then there was one hole towards the bottom in the middle, kind of blocked by a bumper. If you got it in there, you definitely got a hole in one. But then if you got it down the side or the bottom, um, you know, you probably had, then it went out into another, uh, uh, what do you call that, fairway where you probably had to one or two putt it in. Uh, then there's also, you know, this one had a stone castle. Now I don't, I guess I'm trying to remember this uh, stone castle. It uh, was kind it looks like it's concrete or masonry with stones, uh, in a few turrets, uh, nothing too fancy, but like, because it's stone and not wood, it look, it looks like a legit cat, you know, looks like a more legit now, I guess the difficulty with this one, I, I guess I'd have to get a better look here. No, it looks like it, it, it just has one entrance to the castle. So I think this was the one I was thinking of, like, uh, similar to the barn. No, it was the castle's at the top of the hill. So, again, you had the issue if you didn't get through the castle door, um, you could, your ball would keep rolling down. Or if you hit the side of the castle, your ball would roll down. I think there's also probably, like, if, right if you hit it very soft, but you got to the top, like, your ball would drop and then it would go off to the side. But if you got it o- over that drop-off, so you had to give it enough speed to jump but not jump too much because uh, your ball could bounce all the way back, there was, like, a little cup in the center of the castle. 
and then your ball would drop down, and you'd probably get a hole in one on that one too, probably pretty likely. Uh, so those are some of the fancier uh, holes. Let's see. Now, again, I'm surprised that there's just not as many uh, pictures of just the holes as I would have hoped. Uh, so here I am on Google Photos. There's a lot of the – I mean, I guess when the creek's so beautiful. Let's see. This one. Okay, there's another hilly one that I'm seeing that I remember. A lot of hills. uh and this one, like, involved, like, uh, different ditches. So if you hit it hard up the hill all the way, you, you, I think you wanted to get to the top, and then it would drop, uh, and you'd get a hole in one. But if you didn't hit it hard enough, there was, like, a couple of cutoffs uh, where the ball would drop. Uh, the windmill definitely gets a lot of love. Holy cow. Uh, and... Uh, and the covered bridge looks good. I'm looking at a bunch of families playing here. Everybody looks like they're having a good time. Oh, here's a picture with the leaves uh, in the late fall or the winter. And the leaves are bare. And it's not quite the same because it doesn't have that lushness, but uh, still looks pretty good. More of the Glen. Another shot of the farmhouse, maybe as a schoolhouse. I guess it's a schoolhouse or a church. Oh, no, there's a, um, oh, no, that's in Pennsylvania. So maybe that's not the one I was looking for. Everybody's got a picture with the uh, windmill or uh, taking these off. And say, give me an on-angle shot. Uh, I would like a like a uh, second-by-second uh run through this golf course not some fancy sh photos showing off your new uh your skills so yeah just running through these pictures oh here's another one this one's a why like why would you play mini golf because it's fun that's why and in this photo here i guess it's from a church so it's like a church outing there's like uh, one two three four five six seven eight nine people uh they all look like they know one another, but this hole was a Y, and the hole was actually, so you started at the base of the Y, which was a bit longer than normal. Now, either, uh, like if your arm, now let's pretend, you're, so your feet, if you're standing up and you're making a Y, like you're doing YMCA, uh, so your your feet would be where you'd start the golfing. You, I guess you'd be lying down doing this uh and then your arms would be the other, the parts of the Y. And actually your mouth would actually be where the hole is. Uh, and where your head and your nose is, is actually like a, a stone planter. So if you miss the hole too hard, you'd go down either side of the Y and have to come back. Uh, so that's a hole you get where my conservative style really does work. Um yeah, so, oh, here's another one. There's there's a one that has a, uh, what is that? That's a lighthouse, they call it. Now, the lighthouse doesn't seem to be part of the hole, so I do remember this one now. So this hole is the kind of hole you want to do, what is that called? When you hit it off, oh, like, an angled wall, like, not rebound. I don't know, when you, when you hit it off an angled wall, that has an actual term, but I'm not, it's not ringing a bell for me. Well, I wonder if that's a hole. I see another one that's a well. Hopefully that'll come up. Uh, but so this one, you wanted to, um, 
I guess angle it, uh, ping it, uh, ping pong it. I don't know. So like the first, so it was a series of right and left angles. So, so the first fairway went straight until there was like a 45 degree, is that 45 degrees or 75? I don't know. A 75 degree piece of stone, 45 degree piece of stone, like with, a, um, at the, in a, at the, uh, which is on the base of a, a cool-looking stone lighthouse. It just for looks, just a weenie in D- this Disney case. Now, if you pinged it off of there hard enough, then there was another wall, another long fairway, then another wall, uh, then a left-hand turn, and then the hole. So, I mean, if you, you'd have to hit it pretty hard to do that, but that's so the lighthouse looks pretty good. Uh, this is a different golf course, a couple of people playing, it looks pretty good. Um, I did find a um, what is that thing called? Uh, when you, you, you keep track of your score, I'm not even kidding, a scorecard that's what it's called. Uh, so we could just run through the holes. The f- hole one is par three. Hole two is a par three. Hole three is a par two. Hole four is a par two. Hole five is a par two. Man, I would have never got par. Six is a par two. Seven is a par two. Eight is a par three. Nine is a par two. Par twos, that's wild. Uh, there's also like uh, like some coupons here for a nursery, a rental place, uh Tree service, salve bowling, uh, garden supplies, and uh, uh, P-I-Z-Z-A. So a lot of par twos. So the front nine, is that what they call it? Uh, 21 is par. And then the back nine is a little bit harder, 23 par for a total of uh, 44 And on this one that I'm looking at, the people scored it. The person, One of the people got a 34 and the other person got a 50, which is very respectable, actually. Uh, let's see. So we're rolling through here. We're looking. Oh, here's another one. Is this uh I don't know if this was. No, that's not. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, I don't know if there's any more pictures that really do it uh, justice. Uh, so what I thought I'd do, and I knew this would happen. So I have, of course, I, we're here. Uh, that's, so that was uh, holes one, two, one through nine. And a trip down Scooter's memory. Now, this, we're here now looking at, uh, so one thing I've always been curious about is like Ocean City, New Jersey. Uh, my brother and his wife spend a lot of time there as her family uh, has, like, uh, her parents live there. And uh, so it's Carl and Julie, what up, uh, and Daniel, and uh, someone new in the family, uh, but but not yet, like when this episode comes out. Uh, so, and Peg, uh, uh, and Dave, what's up? Uh, so they, like, so one thing about Ocean City that I've observed uh, is that there's a lot of mini golf courses there, but uh, again, when you go back to that original theory of why I didn't play a lot of mini golf, uh, there's not like it's like cost prohibitive because you say, well, there's so many of them, and there's so many other things that are kind of like like. By the way, there's a 99 cent store you could get drinks at though, so that's a like hopefully it's still there. 
you know, so at Coors, Coors or whatever, you could taste their sample, their ice cream uh, before you buy it. Uh, so I, I've had a lot of their samples. Uh, not to say just have a sample because it's, but uh, so I thought I'd look at some of these mini golf courses because one day I guess I'd like to go there and play some mini golf because they have very themed. Because I guess I could, well, another thing is I'm a lover of, um, I don't know if kitsch is the right word. But but they have like animatronics, you know. I'm like the roadside amusement person. I love that stuff. Uh, the carnival feel. So they they're always trying to get you in because none of them are affiliated with one another, or at least I don't know about that. Uh, so they're um, so they always have these cool displays. So here's one um, called uh, uh, Pirate Island Golf. Uh, and I guess this one is all the way at one end near the bridge. And it's a bit like that ride that Ray loves. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's not even, maybe it's not even on the boardwalk because I'm looking at it here and it looks like it might be outside. Uh, but it has like a little display. It looks like it has, and this is a theme of some of them in Orlando. Maybe one day I could do one from there. And now the pictures that are coming up, it looks, uh, oh, there's a very hilly one. That looks like it, maybe it goes downhill. Uh, yes, yeah, steepest mini golf hole ever, according to this. This is on Yelp. Uh, so, and then the animatronics, it looks like they have a ship, which is cool. So this is definitely one, and because it's not on the boardwalk, it might be fun. It doesn't look super busy in these pictures. So if you've played at Pirate Island Golf, let me know. Or, you know, if you work there, you know, since free ticket scoots this way, boy, boy, I'll be there. Also, it looks like it has some undulating uh, greens, which can be fun if you're good. Uh, and a waterfall. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, so all in all, it looks like a nice one. It, v- it says it was voted. It's open till 12 a.m. Last tea time, though, is 11 p.m., and it's like you can see one of the water towers from there. And it looks like they have a big water feature, which is pretty common. I think like like another place that I always wanted to go mini golfing was Orlando, which I did do the first time I went on a high school trip. Uh, but I think we forced our teacher to stop. We were like, stop, please. We, we need to play mini golf. Uh, so that poor teacher, you know, that... Uh, Here's another one that's seen. Let's go on to the next one, Golden Galleon, another sea-themed mini-golf. I guess you wouldn't, I don't associate seafaring with uh, uh, mini-golf, but it looks like they have a couple seafaring pals. Now, this one is on um, Midway. It has a big buccaneer. I don't know if this is near one of the... um, uh, Pirates of the Golden Galleon, this one's called. It looks like it has a big mirror or mural, like with dancing. I don't know if this is near one of the food courts. It really only has three pictures, though. Uh, the Yelp view- reviews are pretty good. Um, there's only 12. Uh, oh, here's some other pictures. Oh, yeah, so I remember this one. So this one has a talking parrot. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm surprised there's not more pictures because this one has, like, right up against the boardwalk, like a giant ship and then a talking parrot, like, out of, uh, what is that called, uh, the, the, you know, that Disney ride. Uh, so, 
I don't know, another one that's worth uh, worth checking out for sure. Uh, let's see, this one is a magazine, the top nine courses. Uh, uh, there's one, um, remember, uh, well, we'll just skip that one. This one is, uh, there's another one that seemed like uh, that mansion in Disney World. And actually it looks like the theming's pretty good. That's an indoor one, and I think it has AC. So that might be worth checking out if you're uh, you're interested in uh, getting some AC. AC and OC, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then there's Medieval Fantasy Golf, which is, you know, themed like a med- Medieval Fantasy Golf. Not, I think I read that novel, but it didn't have the mini golf in it. It just said... Uh, uh, well, let's see what kind of pictures we have here. So uh, this one looks like uh, those are people with a trophy. It looks like it has like a black light hole, which looks pretty cool, like inside of the castle. That would be fun. Um, Maybe more than one black light hole. It looks like it has a D-R-A-G-O-N. It's kind of built into a castle. What is it near? I'm trying to look at the shops. Uh I don't recognize anything. I mean, I'm not an expert in Ocean City at all, but uh looks like a fun one. Um, most of the pictures, oh, here's a, there's a wizard holding um, a glowing orb. And then there's also winemaking equipment on this one hole, so that looks interesting. Oh, so it's near John's Lemonade. I don't know how old these pictures are, though. Uh, and, uh, Angela's restaurant, uh, but it does, yeah, on the roof it has a wizard, it has castles, it looks like a, I'm seeing pictures from a wedding set up there, so that'd be a cool place to get, you know, um, so I don't know how many of its holes have black light, but that, but maybe there is one that's like all black light golf. Okay, then there's Congo Falls, which this one I definitely remember because it has a lot of animatronics. It uh, it looks like it has a helicopter that's landed. It has like a talking. Uh, uh, oh, it has like um, like a mountain that looks like uh, King Kong. It from the it looks like uh, there's a lot of uh, water features from the outside. The helicopter is like zebra zebra colored. And then I think it even has a show. I'm looking at some, let me see. Oh, yeah, it has, like, two uh, gorillas in, like, tropical suits in a window, like, like playing music. And maybe this is even the one that has, like, a, yeah, oh they're, in, oh, they're inside the helicopter that landed. Yeah, so there's two of them in the middle of the sign that says Congo Falls. Like, they landed on the sign. And it looks like they have three 18-hole courses, Solomon Mine, Lost City, and Congo Queen. But, yeah, so they put on, like, a singing show, which is cool. And, uh, yeah, so I guess that's, like, all I know about that one. It's like I've seen it from the outside. I mean, I think that, let's see, I'm trying to figure out which one I have the most FOMO for. Probably the one, like, uh, the indoor one with the AC. Then there's Castaway Cove, which is yet another themed one. Oh, no, there was this Goofy Golf. We'll do that one last. Uh, this one, Castaway Cove, is at Playland, which is one of the two places where you can go on rides. 
or maybe that's what it's called, Playlands Castaway Cove. Uh, I don't know if they have many golf. Oh, yeah, they do. Playlands Castaway Cove. Yet another one themed with, uh, uh, like seafaring, a seafaring theme. Uh, I don't see a lot of, oh, they do have a show though. I think, uh, is this the one like at night there's a, on top of the entrance, uh, the parrot and the pirate have a, a show. Like, I think they even like, uh, I don't know. I don't really remember anything about it, uh, other than that, uh, uh, but it says it has a mini golf, uh, so we'll have to, you know, we'll have to take them at their word. It looks like there's also, oh, well, I'll go through that top of the list. Uh, Goofy Golf was the one I remember almost being like asking to go in, like on, for Ray's sake, uh, because it just had a bunch of like not paper mache, but um, fake. Uh, like like stone and concrete, like brightly painted, like celebrity things. Like you can see one of the heroes in a half shell here. And I think it maybe is one of the better priced ones. Uh, it seems like that's what some of the Yelp reviews are saying. Let's see. This is from the Odyssey Online. This is the top nine. So it says OC Mini Golf. Uh, they rated it as nine just because it's not as popular uh, as a better known. Then Pirate Island. Then um, the Disney Mansion Golf uh, has some cool pictures. Uh, then it has some pictures from Medieval Fantasy. There is a sword in the stone hole. Uh, then Goofy Golf. Yeah, which kind of looks like the one that uh, if you were making in your backyard, like a uh, it just has a lot of bizarre statues and stuff like that. And they say this one might be the most crowded on the boardwalk. Uh, and it's a tad juvenile, which great for kids, not so great for dates. Animatronics are outdated. Uh, but it has like a lot of cool stuff nearby. And it's $5 per player at the time of that printing. Okay, then there's Seaport Village. Now, this one, I think, is the one that has some good animatronics, too, of, like, fish friends uh, and maybe a cool photo opportunity uh, not too far away from Castaway Cove. Uh, then Congo Falls comes in at number three. So I'm, ba- I'm with beta breath finding out what number two and number one are. This is according to the Odyssey Online. Uh, yeah, let me just see who wrote this to give him credit here. Uh, Alex Bossy from uh, Rutgers wrote it in uh, September 5th, 2016. So great job, Alex. You really, you, I mean, you're in college and you're living the dream that I would have had, uh, just getting to go to these mini golf courses. So Congo Falls, we kind of talked about. Uh, it's been rated best of many times. Uh, one of the better courses in Jersey Shore in general. Three different ones. Uh, one that is fully endorsed and air conditioned. Uh, they have the gorillas with the music. Uh, not terribly difficult, uh, but, you know, centrally located. Uh, then number two is the Golden Galleon, uh, which we kind of talked about. It has a, it looks like it there has a cool, uh, Neon palm tree, which is always nice, uh, and a giant pirate, uh, which can't go wrong. 
And then number two, okay, this is all the way at the end. Uh, the other end is, uh, it's near Wonderland, is uh, Tea Time Golf. Came in at number one. It looks like it's $5. Uh, and according to the author, it's fun but juvenile. Very fun. Uh, moving objects make the holes uh, different and difficult. Uh, plus it's next sort of uh, Jillian's Wonderland Pier. And plenty of other stuff. Uh, animatronics are lacking, but awesome holes. Uh, there's good ending holes, extra holes, and the cheapest course in the city. It's tied for that. Uh, so that's a little bit. That's another. I mean, I guess that's the first one I'll check out then. But yeah, so that's a little bit about. Uh, I guess I forgot to, to use there. That's a little bit about uh, mini golf and scooter. Good night.